Hello, everyone. Welcome back to BioNexus Health Podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to be continuing where we um, left off last time, part two of diabetes. Uh, if you recall, in episode 100, I spoke about type 1 diabetes, the connection to mold exposure, biotoxin illness, what happens with uh, the hormones, why hormones are disrupted, why there is endocrine disturbances and dysfunction with the mycotoxin mold exposure leading to biotoxin illness. Um, and additionally, it's important to keep in mind, you know, the uh, leptin resistance, insulin resistance that can happen, including um, metabolic dysfunction and metabolic disorders that are seen in, um, in patients with biotoxin illness. So today, let us um, focus on type 2 diabetes, which is uh, blowing up actually across the globe. Let us go ahead and explore um, a little bit. It'll be, um, again, a short podcast. So, you know, you have the, the time and the energy to focus and pay attention. Welcome to the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician, and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. Okay, so um, speaking of, so let's, let's just, you know, dive right in uh, into type 2 diabetes. So speaking of type 2 diabetes, you know, it's uh, pretty much insulin defects. I remember, you know, many years ago when I was in school, uh, in um, uh, medical school, the number of people being diagnosed uh, below the age of 40 with type 2 diabetes were almost unheard of, very rare, right? I, I don't actually... Honestly speaking, I don't recall more than one or two under the age of 40. Today, I mean, type 2 diabetes has become so widespread that even young people exhibit uh, laboratory and clinical signs of disease, especially with underlying mold exposure, mycotoxin exposure, and uh, chronic inflammation, biotoxin illness. Um, as noted, as I've mentioned before, uh, type 2 diabetes, in type 2 diabetes, the body uh, does not use the insulin correctly. Either the pancreas does not produce enough insulin or the insulin produced is not able to properly bind to its receptor. I mean, in either case, blood sugar becomes elevated and it leads to a host of medical problems. So for instance, one example, when glucose is elevated in the bloodstream, it causes the cells to move or shift water from inside the cell, meaning from intracellular to outside the cell, extracellular. So this uh, osmosis or osmotic shift of water dehydrates the cells. Make sense, right? Now, a dehydrated cell cannot function properly. It will be unable to produce energy. It will be exposed to increased oxidative stresses. 
Now, if blood sugar level stays elevated for long periods of time, serious health issues can result, including uh, vision problems, kidney issues, cardiac and cardiovascular system issues, as well as uh, certain impairments of your nervous system. A number of factors can cause type 2 diabetes, but the, the two most common reasons being eating a poor diet and lack of physical activity. Now understand that I'm speaking of patients with SIRS, chronic inflammation, mold exposure, biotoxin illness. You know, it, it, it makes you tired. There's fatigue, there's weakness, there's illness. Um, and eating whatever is easy and available, processed foods, high carb, high sugar diets, you know, drinking soda. This is uh, commonly seen for convenience. And, you know, I, I, I can't blame them, but I always make it a point to counsel them to do your best with your diet because you are what you eat. CDC or Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports that more than 95% of diabetic cases Diabetes uh, cases in the United States are caused by these two main factors that, what are those? Again, eating a poor diet and lack of physical activity. You know, even if you can go for a, a quiet walk, like, you know, a, you don't, it doesn't have to be a brisk walk, can be a slow walk, just uh, walk around the block a little bit, uh, walk around in your backyard a little bit you know, a few times a day, just try to stay as active as you can um, under the circumstances and try to eat the best you can. Many people with um, mold biotoxin illness also have IBS or inflammatory uh, bowel disease. Um, IBS is, a, sorry, I mean, IBD is inflammatory bowel disease. IBS is uh, irritable bowel syndrome. Either of these, it can even lead to Crohn's ulcerative colitis. So there are many additional things going on when there is chronic inflammation. And you may already have a um, very limited diet. So if such is the case, just you know, bring it to my attention during your appointment and there are always options available, okay? Um, one other caution, when I say exercise, I don't mean extreme exercise. Understand that if there is hypothalamic damage in the brain, if your leptin receptor is damaged, inflamed, then it really isn't much you can do that will, reduce your weight. Many patients complain about being overweight. Many patients are overweight in spite of uh, a lot of activity, a lot of exercise, um, and extreme diet control, extreme intermittent fasting. That is, you know, healthy up to a certain extent, but certainly not required and certainly needs to be done with a lot of caution. You know, if your post-exercise recovery isn't good, 
if your lungs are not able to keep up with the uh, uh, the level of exercise that you are indulging in, hoping that you will lose weight, it is just um, going to be additionally problematic for you. So please discuss that with me during your appointments, right? I mean, there is um, customized protocols that need to be looked at for every patient, depending on their symptoms, depending on what we find in the labs, okay, right. Now, um, let's look at some other factors that can lead to type two diabetes. That will include um, high alcohol intake, any previous history of uh, gestational diabetes, meaning diabetes during pregnancy for women, or uh, for both men and women having high blood pressure, hypertension. Now, these two forms of, um, sorry, there are two types of uh, type 2 diabetes. One is type 2 diabetes where there is elevated insulin levels and one where uh, in type 2 diabetes, there is low insulin levels. Okay, now insulin resistance occurs when the pancreas produces um, enough or even too much insulin, yet the insulin doesn't effectively control the blood sugar because the cells in the body, their insulin receptors do not respond appropriately to the hormone. I mean, insulin is a hormone, like I had mentioned before. So in the case of your pancreas producing too little insulin, that's where the blood sugar rises because there is not enough insulin to signal the uptake of glucose from the bloodstream. Therefore, it's very important to distinguish between the two forms of type 2 diabetes because the approaches and treatments and diets will be different. But despite this fact, oftentimes, you know, conventional treatment is all the same. So conventional treatment of type two diabetes doesn't always help everyone. Okay, now, um, for many years, it was uh, said that uh, high carbohydrate and low fat, actually, no, let's backtrack, right? Uh, for many years, it has been, the information has been put out there that, you know, um, for cardiovascular health, eat a low fat diet. That's all well and good, but what happens when the diet is low fat? it's usually high carbohydrate. And that isn't good for someone with biotoxin illness uh, because it can lead to different kinds of metabolic syndromes, type two diabetes being one, right? Now we all know, I've spoken to you at each of your appointments that good fat, okay, a high fat diet, no, a moderate fat diet filled with good fats, you know, like salmon, um, cod, cod liver oil, eating wild caught salmon, 
um, coconut oil, uh, coconut butters. So these are some examples. Ghee would be an example of good fat. That is actually cardiovascular health friendly. So just blindly lowering your fat intake, you know, can sometimes lead to eating too many refined carbohydrates. And then the result is entirely predictable, isn't it? You will have insulin issues, you will have weight gain issues. And to that, you add in the leptin receptor issues and weight gain issues that are seen in biotoxin illness, mold exposure, and things just kind of snowball from there, don't they? Um, unfortunately, Americans are considered to be some of the heaviest people on the planet. And with the most cases of diabetes, um, you know, a holistic approach, a naturopathic approach can definitely provide effective treatment strategy, depending on whether your pancreas is producing too little or too much insulin. All in all, one thing is pretty certain that if we don't change our eating habits, it becomes challenging to overcome the diabetes epidemic, isn't it? You know, you are what you eat, as I said before, and if you are meat eaters, then you are what the animal you eat eats. But that is, you know, um, a discussion for another day. I mean, I, I guess I could, you know, touch upon that briefly, meaning uh, it is best to eat uh, grass-fed, pastured meats for eggs, go for the uh, obviously organic, but look for local grass-fed pastured. That is your best option, especially nowadays, you know, it's a beautiful summertime here and we have absolutely amazing local produce available, beautiful, fresh, local fruits, vegetables, meats, eggs, chicken, it's just, uh, you know, absolutely amazing the bounty that Mother Nature gives us. Uh, indulge in that and try eating in season. If you're expecting, you know, uh, fresh mangoes when it is uh, snowing three feet outside, and that's unrealistic. That's not healthy. That's not eating in season, right? So another way of eating healthy low sugar, everything in moderation is eating in season, right? Increase the fiber in your diet. Um, I was uh, speaking with someone earlier on today that, you know, many people like to eat pasta, just pasta with cheese on top or like pasta with butter. What is that? That becomes like this paste in your stomach. It's all carbs and carbs get converted into sugar again. So, you know, try to kind of shake it up a little bit with the vegetables, with sausage, with protein, everything in moderation, right? Um, that's the key to good health. And as always, you know, feel free to forward any questions to me and I will um, certainly address them. And if you uh, made any observations watching this video for your own health, Remember to mention that to me at your next appointment. 
All right, so this was part two. In part three, I will be expanding more upon um, early detection, prevention, and uh, lifestyle choices. Good. So thank you for joining me. I will see you back here next time. Until then, keep smiling, look after each other, be well. Namaste. Thank you for joining Master Herbalist Dr. Jody A. Dashaw, Director of the BioNexus Health Clinic and BioNexus Herbals, on the BioNexus Health Podcast, where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. Please help us grow our message by subscribing to our podcast channel and sharing the podcast on your social networks. For more information visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugged. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.